Hey everybody, Matt Knotts from the Anomaly Presents podcast, inviting you to join us for the Anomaly Film Festival. It's our fourth edition, November 3rd through the 6th, at the historic Little Theater in Rochester, New York. We've got so much great stuff for you. Tons of films you've never seen before. One you may have seen before, but never quite like this. That's Friday the 13th, 3 in 3D, amongst many other great surprises. It's the Anomaly Film Fest, anomalyfilmfest.com, November 3rd through 6th. We'll see you there. I'm an important British actor. You're listening to the Beer Review Journal on the Lunchador Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Knotts and McKenneth Blue. Enjoy! Hi, welcome to the Beer Review Journal, a uh, podcast about beer featuring two middle-aged white men with beards. Where else would you go for quality beer information than asking two middle-aged white men with beards? My name is Matt Knotts, and uh, as always, my, my I would say co-host, but co-pilot, Guardo Camino, road guard, whatever you want to go with, is with me here tonight. It's McKenneth Blue. Hi, everybody. It's McKenneth Blue. It's McKenneth Blue. So, it's been a minute since we recorded. Um, you may not know that. Yeah, to the to the listening audience, it will have been two weeks. To you and I, it's been, what, two and a half months? Two and a half months. That's right, yeah. Uh, there was still snow on the ground, I think, the last time we recorded. That's quite possible. But, you know, the great thing is that nothing interesting or important has happened in between now and then. That's true. It's nice that, you know, you can rely on the fact that the, the world hasn't completely changed and we're not both sitting in our, our offices doing this over FaceTime instead of in my living room. Um, yeah. Yeah. So here we are at doing, you know, what so many people are doing right now, having a, a bit of the, the quarantine happy hour here, sitting in our, our respective offices on video chat. But I can't think of anybody I'd rather do that with. Same. I am very excited to be here with you again. I, I, I miss having you in the same room, but hey, we can at least enjoy the same beer. Um, what beer are we working on this week, McKenneth? Tonight, we are working with uh, The Surge by Resurgence Brewing out of Buffalo, New York. The great Resurgence Brewing. They, it, Buffalo, Rochester, I, I guess we'll go with, you know, the western New York, Finger Lakes area, Uh knocking it out of the park beer wise uh right now and, and resurgence is is no joke um yeah as if being great at snack food wasn't enough uh buffalo decided to have you know not one not two but at least three amazing breweries all within like a 10 15 minute drive of each other downtown it's pretty amazing and, and couple that with the fact that everything's open till four o'clock in the morning <laughs> right buffalo goes hard um so yeah resurgence the the surge what 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 do you want to say about it how do you how do we describe it if people are are virtually wetting their their whistles with us what would you say about it well i would say that it is a new england style ipa and all the things that go along with that uh it's super citrusy um sort of uh I would say, what would you say? That's sort of a medium body to that. Yeah, I would say, it's it's not a super light IPA, um, but it's no. not one of those that after you take a sip it coats your entire mouth forever. Um, no, it's uh, the the can describes it as crushable, uh, wh whatever that means. I would agree with that. I, I could easily put down two or three of these without really breaking too much of a sweat. Yeah. Um, for me, it's usually a two in an evening, but that's uh, that's my usual, uh, you know, the usual level that I reach for. Um, six and a half percent, uh, super, you know, very citrusy, very bright, um, 
there's a little bit of bitterness on the back end, but you know, that's more of a footnote on this one. It, it's all citrus all the time. I think this one was actually originally called Sitmo 2.0. Sitmo being another beer that uh, Resurgence has, another New England IPA. That one's going to be a little less hazy uh, than this one. Um, but, you know, like the name Sitmo implies, it's, uh, you know, really featuring the citra and mosaic hops, which, you know, is just really giving it that uh, super citrusy uh, flavor profile. Those two hops are like uh, peanut butter and jelly, chocolate and peanut butter. Whenever you put them together, good things happen. One of the things I kind of like about the Surge is that it doesn't blow out your palate either. You know, it, it's not so heavy that it coats your mouth, but it's also not, you know, you, you have so many of those super astringent IPAs where you have one of them and you're not tasting anything forever after that. You know, it's it's the, the beer equivalent of, of taking back a, a suicide hot wing, you know. You get Ajna and, and can't taste anything after that and you know your butt's going to explode 12 hours later. It's just going to be a disaster for you. This, not that. This is very much a, I mean, this is our first real warm day. I feel like this is a really good summer IPA. I could see hanging out by a grill or, or you know, tossing a Frisbee and, and throwing one of these back. Yeah, just, you know, crush a few of these tall boys and have yourself a good time. It's, uh, and I always, like in everything I talk about, you know, striking a balance, um, you know, being the way to go. And for me, the balance that the Surge strikes is, you know, between a price point and its quality. And for me, you're not going to find another beer at $11 a four pack that is this good. I 100% agree with that. I think the only thing that really competes with that at any kind of price point is Hayburner, um, which is a big ditch. It's, you know, it's a stone's throw away from Resurgence in Buffalo. But I think Hayburner um, kind of has a couple of those qualities that I was talking about before. Uh, it's really enjoyable, but it will blow out your taste buds. After you have a couple, that's your night. Like you've had a Hayburner night. Yeah. And I got to say, speaking of big ditch, I love the bro growing out that resurgence and big ditch do on social media occasionally. Uh, it's nice to see that these two breweries that are so close together, get along and you know, it's not like a, Hey, it's not a sharks in a jet situation where they're, you know, meeting in an alley and snapping fingers. <laughs> Although I would kind of like to see it a little bit. I I'd pay tickets, pay for <laughs> shit. <laughs> Already, huh? You're only about six sips in. No, no, I'm just tired. <laughs> so, yeah, I think um, the Buffalo scene, and we'll, we'll talk more about it in future episodes, I'm sure. Um, I almost picked up some Thin Man tonight to talk about, too, um, which also great, great brewery. A little further away from these two, but worth it. It's, it's out in, you know, out on Elmwood and in, in the village there. It's great. Um it is interesting, though, that, that the breweries kind of all get along with one another and it's not a, a super competitive thing. You know, it's friendly competition. Um, unlike Rochester, where all the breweries hate each other. That's not true. No, the, well, it's not hate, but, you know, they're slashing each other's tires. and. No, it's really just everybody against Fairport. It's fine. <laughs> Have you had any of uh, Fairport's uh, Fairport Brewing stuff? Oh, not in 100 years. Not, not, yeah. I can't say anything pro or anti because I haven't had it since they first opened in the little house out there. Um, I haven't had anything since they showed up in in uh, on the Art Walk downtown. I, there's now, oh God, there's like three breweries within a stone's throw of one, one another on University. Four if you count three heads on the street behind. Uh, I was actually thinking three heads. Who are the other... Uh, ones that are over there. So Fairport's there. Sager Beer Works is there. And then Three Maidens, I believe, is the newest one. And that's just like a little nano. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I haven't heard of any of those. <laughs> <laughs> S Sager, I think, is the old brewmaster for Fairport, if I remember right. And I might be wrong. I'm just, you know, trying to regurgitate whatever Will Cleveland wrote down a couple couple months ago um but sager just did i, I wanted to get over there because they, they did a, an all together which is we, we kind of talked about that a little bit off mic 
Um, but you know, we talked around it at the beginning of the show. It's the whole, you know, coronavirus, COVID-19, other half put together collaboration with, well, not really collaboration, but, you know, kind of enlisted a bunch of different breweries to do stuff to kind of benefit folks that work in the hospitality industry. They put the recipe out and kind of open sourced it. Um, and a bunch of breweries around the area have done them. Um, and Sager is one of them. And and the neat thing about <laughs> the neat thing, <laughs> you know, it's really cool about um, this is, this... well, the cool thing that is that they wrote the recipe so you could really kind of do anything with it. It's like the Swiss army knife of beer recipes. So if a brewery likes to do a West Coast IPA, they can do it that way. If they want to do a, a New England style, they can do it that way. If they want to do another half style, they can do it that way. If they want to dump a fuck ton of fruit into it, they can do it that way. What up, Mortalis? Also, Rising Storm uh, did a great one out in, in Livonia, um, which that's like my new brewery of the of the moment. Like, I can't get enough of their stuff. Yeah, I've only tried the two that uh, that you spotted me the uh, the key lime uh, joint there and the the all in all together um, or whatever is it all together all together yeah those were both pretty good. I wanted to go this weekend because they had it was like a cherry and plum sour IPA that sounded amazing, um, and then their Wu Tang inspired New England IPA and you know, I, uh, that's probably nothing to fuck with. Exactly. It's, it's, it's made with killer bee honey. It's on the swarm. Oh, gotcha. You know, my dad um, has a jar of uh, honey from the release of Attack of the Killer Bees. Really? Yeah. It's, That's awesome. Yeah. I'm sure it's, well, no, honey lasts forever. There's like... Honey lasts, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's got the anthrax logo and stuff it's whatever that's pretty great actually mm-hmm. i thought you were gonna say that your dad was method man um well i don't know he could be that would be pretty rad it'd be surprising yeah but you know stranger things ha huh, that's your shirt oh <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> you bastard i love i love doing visuals on a podcast yeah <laughs> Great sight gag, Matt. I got a million of them. Mm. Oh boy! But yeah, can I tell you a secret? Yeah. So the surge is my favorite beer. Really? Yeah. Um, you know that's not to say I think it's the best beer that I've ever tasted. Um, but you know, like I was saying before, it, it's. In terms of quality and affordability and just like, you know, mouth experience, uh, which is a weird way of putting that. Um, hmm. You know, I think after this, I'm going to have to talk to somebody uh, about the way I phrase things. Um, yeah, uh, just, you know, really, I, I can't say enough good things about this beer. And I think that everyone uh, would do well to, you know, head to your local uh, beer cooler and pick yourself up a four pack, uh, provided you live in the Western New York area, uh, or surrounding, I don't know where they distribute to. All I know is they're in Rochester and that's awesome. Yeah. Rochester and Buffalo and probably just a little bit further South, I would guess we could probably find out. We'll reach out to resurgence and put it in the show notes. Um, cause it's, it's, it's a goodie. Like, yeah, I would agree. It's, it's really good. It's easily, easily procured. I will say, um, you don't have to go out of your way to get it. And I haven't had a single bad beer by them. Um, and I've tried a few, like their sp- Imperial sponge candy stout, uh, was awesome. Um, the, uh, just their regular, like black can IPA is awesome for 10 bucks for a six pack. Um, and not even to couch it in the affordability versus quality side. Like it's just a solid IPA at 10 bucks a six pack. Here's the thing too, is that I agree with that statement completely. And I think it does actually kind of pound for pound beat out some of those that we've bought for 16, 18, $20 a four pack. Yeah. Um, Jess, if you're listening, just mute the volume for the next, uh, 20, 30 seconds. 
that fucking other half that I bought that was 25 goddamn dollars for a four pack. <laughs> like, <coughs> don't get me wrong. It was very good. It was not $25 for a four pack good. I love other half. I think they make phenomenal beers. I've got some down in the fridge right now. They're one of my favorite breweries on the face of the planet. A couple things about that. If you're paying a markup from whatever they've got at the brewery, um, you're getting... That's fair. I, I did get it at AJ's, so yeah. Yeah. Was it AJ's or Beers of the World? Beers of the World, yeah. So double fuck up on my part. So, yeah. Um, well, here goes a sponsorship. Um, I'll just blow it up because I don't really care. Um Beers of the world tends to be considerably more expensive. I mean, it's a big space. They have to keep the lights on. So, yeah, everything's usually 2 or $3 more there than anywhere else. Um, also, you have to make sure you're not buying something that's been there since the Stone Age. Yeah. That being said, Beers of the world, if you're listening, just, just point to what you want me to fuck and I'll fuck it. <laughs> 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 so, but that said, what I found with, with other half beers um, is that they have to sit in a can for a week or so before you you take them down. Um, they they have, and this is now we're going to get into the deep deep weeds here. Um, some folks really like that hop burn thing, like that super fresh IPA. You know, you, you drink it and it gives you heartburn and and. Mm, boy, all I taste is is rubbing alcohol and regret. Um, I'm not one of those people. It's not particularly my jam either, no. Um, you know, that being said, the four-pack of Surge that I picked up, while I am enjoying it immensely, is all, was also canned a month ago. Um, so, I mean, this is at the tail end of its shelf life, basically. Still great, but, you know, if I got this a week or two ago... You know, this would be an even better experience than the awesome experience I'm having right now. Oh, my God. Could that even happen? Um, so, yeah. I mean, it would freak my bean, but, you know. <laughs> so other half beers, uh, to, to close that thought, uh, they have to sit in a can for about a week or so or else they're, they're going to be tough to drink. Um, and, and $25 for a four pack is insane. I think I just saw the veil. And, and Trillium had a, a collaboration where they were doing like this giant fruited sour mm-hmm. and that was going for 26 a four pack sweet Jesus um, and they used you know like an entire three counties worth of, worth of fruit in that beer so yeah um, I mean honestly about the only place that I would p- shell out that amount without worrying about you know what the result is going to be is uh, is mortalis. Um, I, I know that if I buy that that day and crack it open that night, it's going to be good to go. Um, and it's probably going to be one of the best things that I've ever put in my face. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree with that as well. Man, we really got to figure out ways to dissent on things here. This makes for yeah, we're a little too simpatico. Yeah, that's because we're talking about good stuff. If we were talking about bad stuff. Oh, yeah. If we were talking about Jenny. Hey, cream ales are fantastic. Cream ales are fine. By the way, I'm just going to. Here's another visual. Oh, why? Why are you doing that to me? <laughs> Put it away. For the listeners at home, it was my dick. No, it wasn't. It was uh, uh, may as well a, can, have been. a can of Miller Lite, um, which is kind of a segue into another thing I wanted to talk about. It's something that we. Uh, I had a conversation with uh, kind of a mutual friend of ours, um, and he was talking about how he really enjoys the, you know, higher end $18 or four pack beers. But once you have a couple of them, you don't want to, you know, drink all of them because, you know. Well, yeah, you don't want to blow right through an $18 four pack. I mean, I still would, but I'd feel bad doing it. So you have kind of your your parachute beers, your domestic stuff that you keep in the fridge, just in case you want to keep drinking, you know. Um, and, and we've talked about uh, cream ale in the past, and that's kind of my my parachute beer. Um, I'll go to that after I've had a couple, and and Miller Lite is another one. 
That's your parachute beer? That's one of the parachute beers that I drink. Wow. I'm sp- I'm learning a lot about you doing this podcast with you, Matt. And, you know, when you were a kid and there would be a rock in the garden, like a pretty big rock, and then you'd turn it over. That's what I'm finding out about your personality is. Just all kinds of pill bugs and worms there. Yeah. No, I, I really... It's one of those things, you know, where it's one of those character flaws that you have that make it really difficult to like you. (laughs) (laughs) As cheap beers Mm -hmm. go, you could do much worse. Much worse. Mm -hmm. Just trying to picture what much worse would be. Bush light. Fair enough. And Keystone light. Keystone light. Uh, beast ice well beast in general I will say though you have not lived until you've carted a backpack of Keystone Light around uh, Harborfest in Oswego all day drinking it and then sweating to the point where you never actually got drunk even though you were drinking literally all day oh that sounds miserable uh, yeah how warm were those beers by the end of the day very yeah yeah. Kind of reminds me of working on Carl's ex-girlfriend's dad. He wouldn't keep his beer in the refrigerator. Why not? I don't know. He just kept it in his workbench. Well, it sounds like it's a good thing you broke up with her. Absolutely. I mean, that amongst many other reasons that we won't go into on this show. Um, but yeah, he would hand you a beer and it was piss warm is being polite about how warm this stuff was and it was always like blue light nothing better than a piss warm blue light and the thing is you can't turn that down can't you not really because it's it's at the point that i was at it it was your girlfriend's dad so you can't really say no to a beer your girlfriend's dad's giving you right like that's what if it was all just a test and he was just like let's see if this guy who's dating my daughter is going to accept this nasty crap. I mean, he started drinking it first, so... Well, right, but that's part of it. Then he's an idiot, too. Like, (laughs) this is mutually assured assholery. (laughs) Yeah, that was when I was fixing the car that I had. I was driving a, a Dodge Neon that we blew up the head gasket on. So we replaced the whole engine from a different car and said... Hey, ex-girlfriend's dad, because that was his name, which should have been an omen. Um, (laughs) Since we have the the engine out of this car, we should probably replace the head gasket while it's right here, right? No, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So four months and probably two cases of piss warm blue light later, we get this engine replaced. I'm driving it home. It's the second day I've had the car put back together. It makes an awful sound. I pull over at a gas station. I take the radiator cap off and I see cappuccino because the head gasket is blown and there's all sorts of coolant in the oil and it's just a disaster mess. And that's the end of the neon that I had because I replaced the engine with ex-girlfriend's dad. Well, and he was probably a bit less fuel efficient. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) It did warm my heart to plug the hoses into him, given the fact he gave me those piss-warm beers. <laughs> uh, ex-girlfriend's dad's getting airtight. <laughs> he was a weird dude. He would cook popcorn on the stove using a sheet pan or like a, a hotel pan, you know, like one of those deep pans that you get ZD in when you go to a, a, a bowling banquet. Sure. Did he like just toss one kernel at a time, wait for it to pop and then eat it? I, I'm... He might as well have, but he would make this hotel pan full of popcorn and then just sit in his chair and watch the weather channel from like 730 in the evening till he decided to fall asleep. It was old fashions, sometimes just bourbon um, and this sheet pan of pot or this hotel pan full of popcorn until he fell asleep in his chair listening to the weather channel at an obscene volume. But, you know, what a life. Right? To live. Right? Yeah. Oh, man. 
Hey, are are you catching that? No. No? No. It's weird. It's, it sounds like uh, It's time for rib brews you can use. Oh. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for Rebrews You Can Use, the game show within a podcast where we test our host's brewery knowledge by scouring through Google reviews to see if Matt can name the brewery based on nothing but what the reviewer had to say. Oh, good. It's, this is a segment that, neither, that that you didn't tell me about ahead of time. <laughs> Absolutely. So the way that this is going to go, um, I will tell you uh, the overall score that the brewery has. Mm-hmm. And the state it's in. Okay. And then I'm going to read a review that a user left. And uh, you tell me what the uh, brewery was. Oh, Lord. Okay. So, uh, our first brewery is in New York State. Overall, a 4.5 star rating. And uh, the review from Amy says, While I love their beer... And the one time I was able to get seated here, the food was good. This restaurant slash brewery is shockingly mismanaged. The renovation is beautiful, but the place is grossly understaffed. Although 40% of the tables were open at 3 p.m. on Sunday of Labor Day weekend, the wait time was 45 minutes to an hour because there weren't enough staff to even bust the empty tables. There were beer glasses and plates everywhere outside and on the tables inside the restaurant, and it appeared to be just two cooks in the kitchen. It was also surprising that on a busy holiday weekend, the manager was not working, we asked. Amy sounds like a real dick. With minimal effort, these operational issues... (laughs) She did leave a one-star review. Uh, With minimal effort, these operational issues could be fixed, and I'm sure the revenue would reflect the improvement. I am shocked that a brand like Brewery can't figure out how to run a restaurant. And perhaps my favorite part is the owner replied, thank you. (laughs) Hmm. Brewery that runs a a terrible restaurant. Is this place still open? It is. Hmm. I have been there. Hmm. Would this have been K2? That was not K2. Uh, Would you like to make another guess? I feel like. I might be burning bridges here. Hmm. Uh... Again, keep in mind, this is not a bad brewery. Uh, it's a 4.6 on Google. I personally like their stuff. Amy's just an asshole. Amy's an asshole. All right. Let me think. Restaurant, brewery, four and a half stars. Do they have really good French fries? Uh, yes. Big ditch. That is not Big Ditch. I'm sorry, Matthew. That was uh, Brewery Omegang. Oh, I have not been. I didn't realize they had food. They have pretty good food. Hmm. Okay, next. This brewery is also in New York State. This uh, also has a 4.6 on uh, Google. This one-star review from uh, user AVI. Lots of empty tables and plenty of room, but if bar is full, you get no beer. Wait, if bar is full, you get no beer? I'm assuming, based on this person's limited uh, control of the English language, that if it's busy at the bar, you won't get served. No beer if bar is full. (laughs) Beer full, no bar. Or bar full, no beer. Bar full, no beer? Try everything. Hmm. <laughs> Try everything. Bar full. Bar full, no beer. Is that it? That is it. Oh, wow. You really gave me a lot to work with there. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Kind of empty, four and a half. Hmm. Is it a place you've been? I have not been here, which is somewhat surprising. Knucklehead. Nope. The Jenny Brewhouse. You got it in two, Matt. Really? That was Jenny. Fuck off. <laughs> All I right. would like to say I have had the complete and total opposite experience there. Even if bar is full, I get beer. What? Bar full, you get beer? Bar full, I got beer. No way. Well, I guess yeah. user A space VI is just an asshole. 
A space VI needs to learn how to go to a bar because bar full got beer, went to roof, drank beer. Excellent time. <laughs> Excellent. All right, Matt. This is the last one. Uh, this brewery has a 4.7 on Google and they're located in the lovely Commonwealth of Massachusetts. A one star review from Ross fucking Ross and strap in. This is, this is a longer one. Uh, but the emotional roller coaster I, I felt was too good to pass up. Oh, I feel like I know which one it is already. I have to say that I am royally disappointed about my experience at this brewery. It was one thing for me to forget my ID to get in, but it was another thing that they made me feel like a complete outcast, constantly reminding everyone that they would have the opportunity to taste the different beers. Well, that was not the case for me. Couldn't even get a souvenir glass to take home, and when I couldn't drink the beer to get a root beer, they made you feel like the smallest person in the world. To have... To raise your hand to ask for a root beer. <laughs> Why not at least have it in a pitcher and pass it around along with the beer, or even have stations already set up like they do on the bourbon tours? I was totally humiliated by this experience. I know it's partially my fault for get for forgetting my idea. Yeah, partially. Partially, Ross? <laughs> you dick. But I feel that this experience could have still been much more a much more pleasant one. I will certainly be prepared for next time, but I just wanted to share my disappointment and hope they will take this into consideration for the future. P.S. <laughs> having <laughs> having my hand stamped with a smiley face was truly an added layer of humiliation. <laughs> It would have been better to just not give me a hand stamp than to get one as if I were a two-year-old child. <laughs> oh, Ross, you knob. <laughs> so, wait, he was pissed off because his friends were making fun of him? And he gave them a one-star review because his friends were... I assume that the staff uh, treated him like he was underage. Well, sure. Um, and, and as a result, he was very uh, upset. And felt he had to take it out on Google. They they saw the the smiley face on his, his childlike hand and went, ah. <laughs> "Can we get you some crayons, Ross? Yeah, you want you want a green, a yellow, and a blue <laughs> to draw on the uh, the paper on the table. Draw on the placemats while your grown friends enjoy the beverages they came here for." Ross is too. Ross is actually Ross Michael, so I assume it's a Ross sitting on the shoulders of a Michael, wearing a trench coat. Four six, you said. Uh, let me. And it's tastings. That was a four seven. Hmm. Massachusetts Sam Adams. That is correct. Yes, the Boston Beer Company. I had a feeling. People have taste for shit. Four seven sounds like that must be about right. <laughs> well, that is not fair. <laughs> <coughs> I have been to that brewery, and at the time, uh, the beer that I got at the brewery was the best beer I'd had in my entire life. Was it that root beer in the pitcher? I'm Ross. <laughs> no um no it was uh they were actually serving uh you know boston lager obviously um and then uh, i forget what the others were it was some sort of ale and then like maybe sam adams light um but i was i was up in boston uh with my folks we were going to a game at fenway and uh I think it might have been the day after we were there, or maybe it was, or no, it was the morning we were going to the game. We had time to kill because it was a game later in the day. And, uh, you know, since we were there anyway, we were like, hey, let's go check out Sam Adams. And um, I got really drunk at like 11 in the morning because at my table it was me, my mom, and my dad, and I was the only one really partaking. <laughs> Drunk at 11 a.m. with your mom and dad is is a great look. It's also the name of my new album. Uh, That's excellent. Yeah. It's it's your Netflix special? <laughs> right. 
So ba ba da da ba ba ba. That was root brews you can use. You know what? What's that? I enjoyed that bit. We can keep that bit. Oh, awesome. That was good. Maybe next time you'll be the victim on reviews you can use. It's quite possible. I don't know. I'm going to have to do it. <laughs> going to have to do it. I, I thought you would enjoy, but at the same time, I, I was saying to my wife, I was like, do you think this is funny? <laughs> <laughs> if I just if I just ambush Matt with a, a game show. I think that's great. And I, I could dunk on Ross Michael all day. Yeah. That, oh man, when I found Ross Michael, my heart was warmed. What a dick. <laughs> I forgot my license. This place sucks. Right. <laughs> Fucking irresponsible dick. <clears throat> Sorry, Ross. I'm sure you're a lovely human being, just forgetful. And very thirsty. So thirsty and only could get root beer. Mm, sad life. Uh, Speaking of thirsty. Is it time to go to the bar? I think it's time to go to the bar. All right, let's belly up. All right. So we're back from the bar. Um, While McKenneth pours, uh, I'll give you an idea of what we're doing. Yeah, baby. Let the big dog hunt. Oh, it's lovely. Three's Brewing Company. Um, And it's Vleet. It's a Pilsner. Um, Decided to go kind of the opposite end of the spectrum from where we were with the Surge. Um, Nice summer beer. It's uh, a very classic Pilsner. Uh, Very... Kind of bright. It's got some crackery, biscuity notes. If you want to get real Cicerone about it, um, but it's nice. It's um, kind of an elevated version of what you'd get just with a plain old. I shouldn't say plain old, but it's a classic pilsner. It's just kind of an elevated, really nice version of it. It's super clean, super crisp. You know, it. It's what your dad would call beer, kind of beer. Yeah, it's certainly a cut above. I, I mean, you know, it, there's, like you said, it, it it still tastes like what you would expect a beer to taste like, but, um, you know, plussed in a nice way. Mm-hmm. There's uh, a lot more going on there than just like, okay, I cracked open a Bud Light and uh, I'm going to get some dirty water in my mouth. I'm a huge fan of this one. Um, we talk a lot about IPAs. Um and the fruitiness and the, the haziness and all that stuff. This is the polar opposite of that. And I find like, I go for that as a change of pace more and more. Um, just a very old school, super nice, super clean, uh, very kind of, I want to say floral, herby, little peppery. Yeah, it, it's a really, really, really well-made Pilsner. I think it won... Uh, you can look it up, but it won awards. Um, if if we were professional, I would tell you which ones. Here, I I guess I will ask the the Google machine. Um, yeah, I mean everything about it is just a nice, clean. Oh, it was New York State's best beer. Um, in twenty seventeen. <laughs> See, it, the reason I picked it up is that you're a a black IPA guy. Um, I am as well. Uh, and this shares some of those characteristics with it. It's got a lot of that kind of herbal, you know, bitter backbone to it, but there's just a lot of good stuff going on with it. And it's just a very like clean, refreshing beer. It's nice. Threesbrewing.com. If you're wondering, uh, they are in Brooklyn. You can pick it up at pretty much every local beer store. Um, I picked this up at AJ's earlier today. And doing some cursory research, I can't find out what year. So we'll say they've been around between 1 and 43 years. Um 
but what I will say is that I've had a few of their other beers. They're all quality. Um, but this one is, is the one that kind of sticks with me. Um, this one, if somebody's asking me, you know, what's a, a kind of good gateway craft beer, this is the direction I'd push them. Because um, I feel like it's kind of a nice in-between of, you know, your dad beers, your 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 buds, your your jennies. There's there's enough familiarity there, but there's some some extra uh, kind of people coming to the party there. You know, it's it's yeah, it's certainly a cut above. I, I mean, you know, it, there's like you said, it, it it still tastes like what you would expect a beer to taste like, but um, you know. Plussed in a nice way. There's uh, a lot more going on there than just like, okay, I cracked open a Bud Light and uh, I'm going to get some dirty water in my mouth. Right. It it doesn't taste like cornflake leavens, you know, like like a lot of the the macros would taste like. You know, I, I you'll see, and going back to my friend Mister Miller Light here, right on the can, a fine Pilsner beer. Um, which, you know, I, I tend to read that as like a fine Pilsner beer out, out of four words there. I agree with two of them. <laughs> um, it is a mm-hmm. beer. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's good, but it tastes like corn pop water. Yeah. You know, it's nice. It's inoffensive. Um, Vleet kind of goes the other direction. It gives you, you know, beer taste but then gives you a couple more things to think about. And I, I like that about yeah. it, you know? Um, and you don't feel like you're eating a loaf of bread or drinking a gallon of, of grapefruit juice. It's just, it's nice. It's a good summer, summer beer. I feel like you could hang out on your deck and, you know, I would say with your friends, but right now that's not a thing. So, you know, hang out on your deck and, and pull a zoom call up on your phone so you can hang out with your friends. And enjoy one of these. Or just do what I do, you know, drink alone. Uh, so what's a four-pack of this going to set me back, Matt? Uh, this is about the same as the Surge. Oh, nice. Yeah, this is about, at, at AJ's, it was $12. If you mail order it from the threes, it's 16 hmm. But it's not, it's not out of control expensive. I find the only other Pilsner I really like that kind of comes into this price range is the Prima Pils from... Victory, and I find I like this one a little bit better. Uh, but Prima Pills is also really, really good if you can't find Threes of Leet. Um, but yeah, if, if you're a Pilsner person or if you just want to try something that's kind of off the beaten path a little bit, um, I definitely recommend this. It's it's about as close as you're going to get to an old, you know, German Czech Pilsner without buying a, a German Czech Pilsner that's been sitting there since God knows when and will probably taste like feet. Um, Unless you're into that sort of thing. If you're into it, I'm not going to yuck your yum. But for me, I I want it a little fresher so it doesn't taste like, you know, somebody left a Heineken nest next to a a space heater. (laughs) (coughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I've had enough of the uh, partial six packs my brother-in-law has left at my mother-in-law's house of Heineken to, to say... You know, can confirm. Uh, You want to get to that a little bit quicker. Heineken is a nightmare. Um, So, yeah, about, I don't know, four or five months ago, I kind of went through this this Pilsner kick where I was trying to find the one to go to. You know, and I was buying stuff like Pilsner Raquel and and Bitburger and all these European Pilsners. And I, I found that buying the... The European stuff, boy, I sound like a fucking snob. Um, but buying the European stuff because it's been around for a while and who knows what condition it was stored in, a lot of times it wasn't super great. Um, I'm sure it's awesome if you get it in Germany or, you know, if I could get some Budvar from, from Czechoslovakia while I'm sitting there, cool, but I'm not going to. Um, so this one being the fact that it's, you know, brewed in Brooklyn, uh, it's, it's, less of a chance that it's going to sit in a hot cargo ship for a week. 
um, probably significantly less chance. Um, and it tastes more like the kind of beers that you'd get if you were actually sitting over in, in Europe. Um, yeah, that was a long way to go to get there, but I think I got there. I, I was along for it. Um, another one to check out if you are a Pilsner person, um, Godspeed Brewing in Toronto has some really, really good ones. Um, that's a weird brewery because they do a lot of um, Asian-influenced beers. So, like, they'll have stuff with, like, yuzu and, and Asian ingredients, and then they make this really straight-up Czech Pilsner that... I swear you could give it to somebody at the end of a marathon and they'd feel completely refreshed. Like it's the most, like if they replaced Gatorade with it, the NFL would be a beautiful place. Like nobody would tackle each other and just be hugging. It's like that kind of like. Right. Um, <coughs> now I've heard pretty good things about uh, Thin Man uh, Pills Mafia. Pills Mafia is really good too. Yeah. Um, I, I'd say it's just beyond behind this one. Hmm. Um but well, that one's going to run set you back a bit more, if I remember right. They're within a dollar of each other. Okay. So it's not not crazy different. Um, I like Pills Mafia. The the nice thing about Pills Mafia is it's a little more readily available than than Vleet, um, and you'll get it, you know, significantly fresher usually. But it's a Pilsner. It doesn't need to be fresh, fresh like you know, right out of the tank and into your face. It's it's okay for it to sit around a little bit as long as it's not like in a, you know, giant container ship. Um, but yeah, I, I think as a, a gateway to, to the Pilsner style, it's a good introduction to it. And, uh, it may also be a bad introduction because, you know, it's hard to find a better one. Right. Um, so you're welcome. And I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, in, insert sex joke here, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, if I had a dollar for every time I've had to say that. <laughs> I could buy a lovely four-pack of threes of wheat. So you've only said it like 12 times? The 13th time was fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> <coughs> So we're at kind of a an odd place in the world of beer right now. Um, like we said before, it, it's the middle of COVID. It's the middle of coronavirus. When when you hear this, I'm sure it'll still be happening, or it will be a, a relatively fresh memory for you. Or it'll um, be way way worse. Or way way worse. Um, hopefully not that. I really hope not that. I hope this isn't posthumous for somebody. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> fucking grim um, <laughs> but it's an interesting thing because breweries are still doing what they they're their best to stay solvent right now um, and, and there are a lot that are, are gonna fold more than likely because God knows there's so many of them out there and, and it's hard to make money off it so um, I would say definitely you know support your local brewery support the stuff that's that's within the state you know Um and kind of try to keep everybody afloat as best you can. Um, what what breweries kind of while we're kind of in this thing? Are, are there any locals that you want to check out? Anything that you want to try? Yeah, well, I mean, um, I, I feel like I beat their drum really hard, uh, but you know, just in personal experience since all this stuff started, uh, I hit up Mortalis uh, one day uh, in the middle of the workday. Um, and that was a, a super smooth uh, experience for me. I got there right around the time they were supposed to be opening. And, you know, I waited maybe 10 minutes in line in my car. Um, I understand that that is not necessarily the experience that a lot of people have because they not probably lined up 10. The way that goes. They, they probably lined up two hours before they opened. <laughs> so um, today they started lining up at 10 o'clock this morning. Jesus Christ. It's fucking beer, guys. Like, I understand you're selling it for 200 bucks on eBay or whatever, but... Allegedly, or selling the empty bottle on eBay for $200. Are you shitting me? People are doing that? Wink. 
Oh, okay, I gotcha. Wink. Yeah. yeah. If you see a collectible bottle on eBay, don't be surprised when it shows up at your house full. Uh, I see. Um, but to me, I'm just like, get fucked, guy. Don't do that. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of... Oh, man, we're, we're going to piss some people off. Um, I feel like it's kind of a shitty thing to do. Yeah. Um, to go and, and flip those. Uh, I'm of two minds of it right now. Um, because, obviously, nobody has jobs right now. We're, we're lucky enough to still be employed, but a lot of people right. aren't. So if they can find a way to make some money, great. But at the same time, the brewery that may not be all that solvent you know i'm sure they're doing fine yeah i'm sure they're doing fine but you know for you to take something that you spent 24 dollars on and sell it for 240 you're a fucking asshole i'm just gonna say it yeah you're, you're kind of take it and enjoy it for what what it's for and not and i mean even if you want to resell it which i don't think is really right because you're fucking the brewery um right. Don't sell it for a, a, a thousand percent markup. Yeah, ten times as much is insane. Just sell it for like 50 bucks if you bought it for 24. Like you make your money back and you get a, you know, you double yeah. your. You can buy a second bottle next time you go. Right. Or a second four pack, you know. I feel like trying to make a living off of it yeah. is really up to the brewer and not up to whatever putts decide to sit in line for an extra three hours. Right. You know, and also if you're buying a, a beer for $200 and enabling this sort of thing, figure it out. So that's, um, wall street dickheads. And that's, that's, that could be a topic for another episode. Um, we, uh, when other half was just moving in here, there was an article in, I don't know, insert New York newspaper here. It doesn't fucking matter. Um, but they were talking about how other half beers were kind of status symbols amongst the traders because they were pretty limited commodities. So they would hire people to go be task rabbits for, you know, two, three, four hours at a time to go buy their allotments to make sure that they had whatever, you know, uh, you know, broccoli cheddar that came out that week or mylar bags that you know brent didn't have at his yacht party you know um and and created this whole secondary economy for it that i think is kind of bullshit well i don't think you even have to couch it in a kind of it's total bullshit like you're you know these these breweries are not places where you know probably the owners are multi-millionaires they're probably you know at best like live in upper middle class lives uh and it's just shitty to say i'm gonna take this thing that you made and i'm gonna resell it at an ex you know just an exorbitant amount uh markup um i think it's just a really shitty thing to do i agree i think it, it's you wouldn't steal a car you, you wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't steal a tv don't resell beer at a hundred percent or thousand percent markup. Now, if you're going to do stuff like that, go and steal from a major corporation, go steal like a TV from Walmart and flip yeah. it for nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they expect you to do it. It's called shrinkage. Exactly. So that's what I support. I support shoplifting from multi-billion dollar corporations and not flipping beers from people that are, you know, doing okay, but not amazingly. I'm sure the Mortalis people are doing just fine, but... Yeah. It's still shitty. Well, I mean, we kind of went off on this this tear <laughs> about this, but to to answer the rest of your question of you know what are the other places, uh, you know at least in the Rochester area anyway. Um, I mean, obviously we've covered Mortalis. Um, you know, you mentioned other half, uh, Rising Storm, uh, K two, Three Heads. Um, I'm not sure if uh, Trip Hammer is doing like curbside pickup or anything, but they've got a nice IPA. Um, our boss really likes that one. <laughs> um, he can't get enough of that one. It, it's Have you had it? It's pretty good. Not in a long time. Yeah, no, it's pretty good. Um, I don't know. Uh, Young Lion. This is just going to be turned into me naming breweries in the area and hoping that yeah. they're, they're selling stuff. 
Um, these are things that you can all get on on, on a shelf relatively easily, too. Like yeah. Your young line, you can find pretty much everywhere pretty easily. So that's good news. Yeah. And um, I mean, you know, if you're in Rochester and you want to buy a beer, um, you know, buy something from a local craft brewery instead of, you know, maybe your 174th uh, pack of Budweiser. Exactly. There, there's plenty of good stuff out there. And I think that's, you know, that's usually what we're going to talk about on the show is is the stuff that's not going to be your Bud Coors Light, Miller Light, you know, even though I have a soft spot. Uh, but it is, you know, support the local breweries. The, the one I really want to check out, um, I hear nothing but great stuff about Aronicoi Beer Company. Um, I'm kind of hoping to check them out this weekend. Well, I mean, it's really, a, happens. it's really a haul for you. I know it's it's a whole ten minutes away, um, and I have a gift card for it. But here's my conflict with this. Oh boy, do you spend the gift card in the middle of a global pandemic, or do you hold on to the gift card until things work out and spend it later? Do you give them cash now and then? Well, with the gift card, I mean they've already got that cash. Right. Um, so but this was from Christmas. So well, no, this was pre-pandemic. I, yeah, no, I'm saying they've already got. They've already spent that cash, so yeah, you should probably go give them more cash. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of where my head was, too. I just wanted to make sure I was in the, the right mind space. Like, or maybe, just maybe, you take that gift card and then just spend twice as much, still giving them the money and giving you twice as much of their product so you know that you can get them on the comeback. Hmm. What do you think? I don't know. It's a double-edged point. It is. I, I, this is my conflict, and... Honestly, this is why I haven't gone. <laughs> Just uh, how much is the gift card for? Uh, $25, we'll say. Okay, so go spend $50 and then use the $25 gift card later. They need your money. That's a good point. Maybe I'll do that. But, yeah, I do want to check them out. I've heard they're great. Um, Sager Beer Works, I know I brought them up a little earlier. I want to check them out. And they're, again, not far away from my house. Um you know, K2, not far away from where you are, McKenneth. Not far from where you are either. True. That's uh, that's actually not a bad place for us to meet up for an interview at some point if we get I, some listeners. I think that's probably a good move. Um, <coughs> knuckleheads by you, probably. Uh, yeah, that one uh, It's probably about the same distance, just in a slightly different direction. And I've got nine maidens I'd like to check out. Um, what other local ones are there that I haven't checked out yet? Oh boy, that's about it. Hi, I'm a drunk. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, and we aren't even like we're not even going that hard this time. No, um, no, I'm not saying that I'm drunk right now. I'm just oh, saying okay. that I I have a problem, and I've been to way too many breweries locally. Um, <laughs> I, I, Iron Tug is great if you haven't been there yet. Um, I don't know that they would necessarily qualify as local. Iron uh, Tug? No, no, no. I'm sorry. I was oh. I, I was about to bring up another place. Oh, okay. Sorry. Did you finish your Iron Tug You're thought? Good. Did you go fi- there? Did you finish yeah. off your Iron Tug? <laughs> <laughs> that movie is ten years old this year, by the way. Uh, I think it's ten years old today. Is uh, that right? I, yeah. I, uh, I could be wrong, but um, I was seeing something on uh, Twitter earlier. Somebody uh, interviewed Will Forte uh, to talk about it, uh, basically about how it was like, you know, it came out and nobody gave a crap. And now all of a sudden it's a cult classic or whatever. Fun fact, I almost interviewed Will Forte not that long ago. Oh, for uh, Anomaly? But he was in the middle of writing the MacGruber series for Peacock. Uh, well, you know, you win yeah. some, you lose some. Yeah, I, I feel better about the fact that he wasn't there because that would have been difficult to control myself. <laughs> if I had Maeve Higgins and Will Forte on the same call, it, it, it could have been bad. It, it could have turned uh, Chris Farley real quick. <laughs> Do you remember in MacGruber when you said that you would suck Ryan Phillippe's dick? That was awesome. Remember the celery part? <laughs> I like that part. You remember when you showed your butt in that movie a whole bunch of times? Tank! <laughs> Tank! 
Oh, God. Right. Welcome to the next 45 minutes just being quotes from MacGruber. Yeah, we can't do that two episodes in a row. No. <laughs> I don't remember. When we brought it up last time, did I bring up the fact that Kara still hates me for taking her to that movie? Uh, you did, yes. Yeah. Yeah, she still won't let, let me live that down. Well, you know, you live and you learn. Um, I, I, If you had taken me on a date to see MacGruber... I would have gotten some. Oh yes, I would have been like Matt. Let's 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 try bringing the celery into the bread room tonight. <laughs> uh, let's try bringing the celery into the red room. Uh, bed bedroom. Did I say uh, red room? I, I thought so. Which, uh. which I, that that made me laugh harder because I think that's a, a shades of gray reference, and that makes me laugh real hard. This is my playroom. What, like for your Xbox? <laughs> no, idiot. I mean for sex stuff. No, I'm going to go put my bondage jeans on. <laughs> my, my dumb jeans. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, God. That, that's a movie that made money and a book that was published. It was a franchise of movies. I mean, I, I admire their restraint in not splitting the last book into two movies like everybody else was doing around that time. I'm glad they got away from that. I hated that trend. Yeah. I, I feel like it peaked at the time they split The Hobbit into three movies that were each three hours long. Here's the thing about The Hobbit. When my brother was in eighth grade... They did The Hobbit as a school play. And that was two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if eighth graders can tell that story in two and a half hours, Peter Jackson does not need 12. No, um, Peter Jackson definitely does not need 12. And the fact that, you know, they those movies are just interminable. Like, I watched the extended editions uh, after my daughter was born because I had a lot of time to stay up and watch movies um, while she was sleeping, um, you know, on me. Uh, there's there's just no, no reason. Like, the, the first Hobbit movie is three hours and two minutes long. That's the entire fucking story. Rankin Bass did it in what an hour and a half yeah and you know what their golem looked that, cooler even that was a little shaggy oh boy fucking hobbit yeah <laughs> <laughs> so Peter Jackson's gonna make a 4k remaster and meet the feebles I just want to throw that out there what? No way. Yep. Thanks, Peter Jackson. I can't see you bastards. <laughs> I love that part. It's one of the few parts of that movie that you can really quote. Yeah. Also, oh, he's got your eyes. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, I feel like this is coming to a natural end. Yeah, it might be just about time to close out the tab, Matt. I think that's probably a good idea. Um, it's been wonderful. Yeah, let's do this again sometime. Let's do it. Let's maybe not wait two and a half months. I agree. Let's maybe wait two and a half weeks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, because if we wait much longer, I'm going to have a newborn son, and uh, <laughs> that that's not going to be... Uh, hey, hon, can you watch two kids, <laughs> one who's very much going through the terrible twos right now? <laughs> can you can you uh, watch these kids for a couple hours while I go have fun? <laughs> Here, I'm, I'm going to go sit in my office and drink with my friend for an hour and a half. Yeah, I'm sure that, that's going to go down smooth, like a... a Colt 45. Like a threes of leet. Yes. 
So yeah, from from the beer review journal to our friends listening. Cheers. And have a happy tomorrow. You don't have to leave that in. That was terrible. Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> Sincerely, thank you for listening. I've been Matt Knotts. I've been not Matt Knotts. You've been great. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. I'm an important British actor. This has been a presentation of the Lunchador Podcast Network. We hope you have enjoyed. Cheerio!